This is Between the Vines. My name is Kevin Martin. Thanks again for joining us this week. I'm here with Jennifer Phillips Russo again. Uh, we do have some news that we hinted at last week, uh, and we are progressing nicely through the, the season. It is the 26th of August, so no surprises here. Uh, I'll turn it over to Jen to share that with everybody. Hi, everybody. Thanks, Kevin. Yes, we finally hit Verasion. We were anticipating it a couple of days earlier, but at Claro, now keep in mind, we have been studying some phenology vines for decades. We watch them through, and that's, we put it on a historical phenology on our website when bloom happens, bud break, you know, Verasion, harvest, all that information is out there. We have different pruned vines, so minim minimally pruned, balanced pruned, so that we can see which ones happen and when it happens to kind of encompass all of the vines around the region. With that said, they call bloom when 5% of a majority of the, I'm sorry, I keep saying, it, I even said it in the crop update. They call verasion <laughs> when 5% of the clusters on a majority of the clusters, so over 50% of the clusters are showing purple, softening and showing purple. So that finally happened on August 20th in our phenology block. You could find it around the belt earlier than that, but on those vines that we do our historical phenology on, it happened on August 20th. Yeah, the, the one thing I would add to that, just if anybody can remember back far enough, at Bloom, there was definitely some bloom around the region this year before it was officially called at Clarel. Uh, it looked like we were a few days behind certain blocks. So it looks like that trans, not surprisingly, translated over to Verasion. And, and maybe there were some other factors that made us even later with Verasion. Maybe not. Uh, I think it's too hard to tell. But um, certainly yeah. a year where you should know your own block. So Terry Bates and I were, were talking about this and the fact that it should have been, Verasion is typically 69 to 70 days post bloom. And it was a little bit, they always say plus or minus three or plus or minus. Normally, Julys are hot, almost drought-like, and this particular July was monsoon. <laughs> we had copious amounts of rain and cloudy days, so it did push it back to be, I think it was around 73 days post-bloom this year, due to the weather in July is what. Which for Claral would mean if, 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 if it was four extra days, we lost a majority of what we had in terms of the early season. So we were about seven days early on bloom. We were so, seven days early, right. So now we're three days early on average Verasion. And at three or four, because it was only three, okay. 73. Yeah. Okay. If you're going off of the 70 or the 60. Oh, right. Because it's, yeah, it's, it's 69 and a half days if you really look at the data, which is not really a thing. So. <laughs> and I was all around the belt yesterday looking at many different blocks and I, certain areas you can smell it. You can smell the grapes. So brought a little smile to my face driving around. Yeah, we're definitely getting there. Um, yeah, and the other thing is make sure you get out there. I mean, it's actually a little too late now because I, I would imagine everything other than by the lake is in Verasion. But when Jen was saying 50% of clusters, if you just do a drive-by, the clusters you see are going to be in Verasion. Yeah, sure, at least. They right? I'm sorry. I don't know if it's my internet or yours, but it was a little bit choppy there and I was missing parts of what you were saying. So I'm sorry if I stepped over you on that. <laughs> so I was just trying to explain the, um, you know, how you observe Verasion and um, 
you know, probably for two weeks, we've seen quite a bit of purple where you can see berries without moving the canopy. Right. And it up. <laughs> yeah, and that's even at Claral. So if you if you did a drive by of some of your blocks and you you were trying to wonder or thinking wondering why we hadn't called Verasian yet, um, what you see when you pick up that canopy, and I think everybody knows that is a whole bunch of green berries. But that's what prevents Verasian from being called because then you don't reach fifty percent of your clusters. Right. So just going on a little bit about what I was saying, how you can start to smell it in the air. Somebody had asked me, what is verasion? And verasion is like the start of the ripening of the berries on the clusters. And it's really the plant's way, if you think about the plant not even thinking about human consumption, the grapes have seeds in them, or at least most of them do, and that's how it spreads its genetic material. So it wants to make it look appetizing towards you know birds, deer, raccoons, anything that can spread their seeds all around and get that machete. Uh, Genetic material, I almost said magetic material, <laughs> all out across the belt. <laughs> so that's how the sugars start going up, the acids start going down, the berries soften, you start smelling it to bring people over or animals over and be seed dispersers. And here we go. So um, how long does it typically take a balanced vine to, to sort of reach what we would call ripe after verasion? I knew you were going to ask me that. I, typically, I think it's about 100 days post-bloom. And if you think about it, normally we have Verasion on around August 24th. And then harvest is usually starting around September 24th-ish. So that would be 70 plus 30. So 100 days post-bloom. Right. So it would probably just be fair to add 30 days to the Verasion date, right? Right. And um, so that pushes us back to... When was he? When was September it? September 20th, September 19th. Uh, it was August 20th, was Verasian. So okay, so you're looking at September, uh, probably September 20th, some of those processors opening up, and that's about what they forecasted for. So just, you know, what you can expect as a grower and where where we rely on the weather, because this this is where a lot of error comes into play. Like you can't actually predict this stuff because it really depends on what the weather is does in the next 30 days as i think everybody knows but but what that ripening means is 17 bricks uh on, and that will happen on a balanced vine um the good news is we don't have to reach 17 bricks and the bad news is most of our vines are probably not balanced so what in a commercial vineyard we do expect um a, a normally overcropped you know vine to, to reach that 15 bricks at that point and so if everything goes as planned and goes as sort of average, not below average, you probably will reach 15 bricks on a moderately overcrop vine. So you'll be able to start harvest on the 20th. Um, our definition of ripe at 17 is more of a viticultural definition. None of the processors are demanding that. Very few are even paying for it. So that's all good news for you. But probably, Jen, would you say, I mean, I would think that we've got vines that are even more than slightly overcropped or more than... More than a little bit. More than a little bit this year. We have some, so so with fifty four percent of the belt out of one hundred and eighty two samples that we did crop estimation on, we're over nine tons to the acre. Some of them even extending up into twenty five tons. I want to say there was even one that was twenty seven, and everyone said, "Do we believe these numbers?" And that's not going to come to fruition. Not the vine is not going to let you 
ripen that. It's going to shake some off. It's going to compensate for itself. So we did have some thinning going on there. However, this was looking like a banger year. We had a rest year last year due to a lot of frost freeze. So the vines were undercropped and they had a lot of reserves and were bigger. So we had bigger vines out there to hold this. So I think if there were ever a year that you're going to push them a little bit, 2021 is that year. I hope you're right. I, the, the delay in variation actually has me a little nervous for some of our growers. I'm hoping it's a limited number. Um, you know, I think the anybody less than 10 ton that has a healthy vine is probably going to be, you know, that's, that, you know, nine and a half, 10 and a half ton. That, that is kind of pushing it. So I think they'll be okay. I think this was a good year to do that. But um, some of those extreme examples, you know, if they don't reach 15 bricks by the 20th of September and they're delivering to a place where they need to do that, it is very difficult to pick up more than a brick a week after September 20th. I mean, that's a real challenge. Just they, they're getting shorter. Yeah. And you're trying to pick up a lot of pounds per sugar per acre, too, because you're trying to do it in these vineyards that are 12, 15, 20 ton to the acre or whatever they are. So it, it is kind of a heavy lift, uh, but I think, you know, I think you're right in terms of, I would imagine that very little is going to not meet minimum standards, just based on the fact that um, there's a, there's a high demand for, for Concord grapes right now. And it looks like most acreage is going to be certainly close to ripe by October. So there might be some field blending going on and some inefficiencies at harvest that add some costs, but, but getting it in. I don't think is the question for most growers. Maybe losing some crop to shelling right. towards the end of October could be an issue. We'll see. I hope not, but but that seems like a much more likely possibility at this point. I also, don't want to see torrential rains in September. Well, we always do. So <laughs> I have heard from some of the other varieties and the processors that a lot of the crop is coming in bit damaged due to split berries and stuff from the rain that we had had previous on some of those earlier varieties. So probably on varieties where they care too. I mean, right. I mean, not that the Concord guys don't care, but um, you know, some of the, you're talking about vinifera and maybe some hybrids that are susceptible to some disease once they're split more so than Concord. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I mean, commercial, commercial harvest, and, but, you know, truckload size harvest get, really got underway earlier this week. So that's sort of the important business update is if some of you are listening to this, you're probably certainly in a harvester doing it. Um, uh, Constellation started pressing. Uh, I think we'll see things happen in more earnest through other processors after after Labor Day, of course. But um, some of that early stuff, uh, of course, for small wineries started probably last week or even earlier. But but commercially, the large winery, Constell Gallo, excuse me. Oh. Um, <laughs> I'm sure they won't be offended. It was a very new transition. I sort of knew. Took long enough. But they haven't been Gallo very long. This is their first crush as Gallo. So um, that started the 23rd. And, um, you know, from what I've heard so far, it's going really well. Other than maybe some disease and damaged berries. But but everything looks like it is where it's supposed to be, at least on the early stuff. Um, I'm still getting questions about prices. I think we covered it mostly last week, but things look pretty good. Uh, specific questions, you know, feel free to give us a call. But um, 
you know, everybody really wants Concord. The one trend that I don't know if we covered enough last week is uh, the the other varieties prices are, have been very stable, so they are not adjusting prices automatically. Like, well, if Concord's three to four hundred, then obviously other natives have to be a little bit more because other natives are rare. No, they don't. I mean, you know, it's they're really they're really responding to their direct need for those varieties. And I don't think the wine market is is unhealthy, but I don't think it's quite as healthy as the juice grape market. So outside of Niagara's, the primary markets for all those natives are going to be wine. And um, there's also not a lot of demand for Niagara's and juice so that those prices don't look they don't look bad, but they don't look unusual. Concord, I would call unusually high this year till we get used to it. But um, same with hybrids. Those prices are very similar to last year, which have been in decline for a number of years, are still somewhat healthy depending on the on the hybrid. Uh, those prices are very clearly, you can see now, they're based on supply and demand, which you know we all believe in you know, in my world. So it doesn't surprise me, but they're not based on what the grower needs. So if you have a hybrid that's really easy to grow, that makes, uh, you know, a high quality wine grape that people actually want, it's probably priced higher than a, a hybrid that's very difficult to grow and requires a lot more care and maintenance. Um, so if you're in a situation where you've got a hybrid that's easier to grow than a Concord and people want that hybrid, um, that's, that's where profitability is right now. And if you've got a hybrid that, you know, has a lot of, uh, bunch closure issues and botrytis and, and maybe people don't even want it, um, that's really not where you want to be. Now, what we'll see is supply and demand will adjust because hard to grow varieties will be the first thing that, that growers give up on. I don't know if those prices are low enough to, to give up on varieties like that, but certainly you're not going to see some of those planted anytime soon. So, and I don't think you're going to see much growth. Uh, well, I shouldn't say that. I don't know if the wine industry is going to grow or not locally or regionally, but certainly the growth of acreage is going to continue to be very slow or non-existent with the exception of whatever Gallo decides that they need to do. Um, they're kind of an elephant in the room and have access to markets that we're not used to. So if they want to source more grapes from here, that would be a big deal for our industry. But the smaller market stuff, um, I think, is going to be on pause for a little bit. And eventually you might see some growth in acreage. But first, I think we need to see growth in in gallons. And How do you think that's going to, like, what's the normal time frame for something like that? This is their first crash gallo, like we were talking about. So how do you think they're going to figure out what they need, what they don't need? Do you think we need to worry? No, I, I don't think there's there's a lot of cause for concern. Um, you know, I think the market is healthy enough that they need some supply. And I think Good. they I think they purchased this winery, you know, they didn't buy this winery to eliminate the competition. They bought this winery to have a presence in the East. So they're going to want to source. Whole, I'm sorry, that's what the whole, what was it, FTC? Is that what we were waiting on for years? What is the acronym? Yeah, and the FTC has been really hard on the East. I think they did some things in an effort to protect the West that was that made life a little bit difficult for our growers. And we'll see we'll see where that goes. So Gallo's going to do some custom crushing for Constellation because there were there were brands that they were not allowed to purchase, mm -hmm. and the FTC said they had to continue um, producing 
those brands to a certain degree. So that crush is going to be handled by Gallo and then marketed by Constellation. Well, that's good. So the FTC was basically saying you can't wipe out any other competition. Right. But it's, you know, it's a temporary arrangement. It's obviously not what, um, what Gallo is focused on, you know, doing custom crush for, for another winery. And it's certainly not what Constellation is focused on right now. You know, it's not their priority. It's what they're doing because they had to do it to make the deal go through. It's a temporary thing. So I think the real hope is that Gallo picks up that market over time. Mm -hmm. And if they do, they'll be in a much better position to pay growers market rate for for those products. Uh, they'll be in a better position to market them and actually, you know, do some thoroughput because they'll be focused on those varieties that, you know, it's the business they're in. Constellation's not really in this business anymore. Um, so that's, that's my hope. And there will be a reduction in demand of whites if that hope is, you know, not met because eventually Constellation won't have to participate and if Gallo doesn't want them, then there will be another round of, of moderately sized cancellations. Uh, we really just don't know where that's going to go. I, you know, it, a lot of it, I think, is also going to depend on consumer demand, you know, what consumers are going to drink. So it's really hard to speculate on that. I mean, they were drinking inexpensive stuff with bubbles like it was water for a long time. And with COVID, that stopped. Now, you know, a lot of things like that usually do not stand the test of time. They don't, those patterns don't usually last for 10 or 20 years. So, so COVID may have just turned that spigot off early or maybe it'll come back. You know, it, I think a lot of people think it moved on to the, the sparkling malt beverages, you know, truly or whatever, and that's already done. So th that market has peaked and is, you know, it's certainly in a down cycle at this point. So, so it's, might be focused on whatever the next thing is. It may not return to, um, you know, um, sparkling wine. Well, I'm going to continue to do my part to support the industry. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we all know it was hard to have a party last year. So, so there will certainly be more parties a year from now. Um, not less, I would think, but, but there was, there was definitely a trend, I think, for people to drink that very casually in a way that they didn't five years ago or six years ago. So we'll see what happens next. Oh, no, I meant to support the wine industry. <laughs> right. Well, so what really needs support now is not, you know, if you're thinking about Western New York and the Finger Lakes, what really needs support is um, high acid white grapes. So they make a very nice sparkling. They've been in Arbor Mist before that. Uh, they, they also do pretty well for neutral blending, um, but certainly, you know, drinking a Cab Sauv does not support the East. If that's the direction the market goes, it would not be great for us. Uh, even drinking, um, you know, other, even drinking, you know, Riesling is going to be focused on those small wineries and that's going to help them out a lot. But, but consumer in terms of the grower and the health of growers, um, that that don't own wineries there there does need to be demand for high acid whites and if there isn't there will need to be a tra transition for some acreage to other things mm -hmm. and the one 
piece of good news is we have this period that the FTC created of sort of a pause and we'll be able to market some or a lot of those um, for, for a few years. So get out there and support your local wineries. Yep. And in the meantime, the juice grape market looks healthy. We talked about that last week. We don't need to get into the, the details of that again. So enjoy that, you know, while it lasts, do some smart business planning. And, you know, I think everybody can hopefully be in a good position to have healthy vines and healthy balance sheets for the next cycle because cycles are inevitable. And that's what these peaks are for to plan for that, that next trough. So hopefully everybody can do that. All right. Great information. All right. Thank you all for joining us. Happy to finally have Verasian. I think uh, 73 days is as long as it's ever taken since I've been here. But we certainly know that, you know, there is no average in this industry. The average is made up of a bunch of extremes. So it's, it is to be expected in one direction or the other. Um, and now we're looking forward to harvest. And also next week, we'll, we'll do another podcast. So join us then. Thanks a lot. Have a great week, everyone.